It's time again for the TCU Food Bank's Taking Care of You podcast. I'm your host, Spud McConnell, and we're going to talk about how you can help feed the hungry and the homeless down in South Louisiana. So let's chew the fat, huh? Now make la vie, as the Cajuns say on the TCU Food Bank's Taking Care of You podcast. All right, so we're back with uh, Earl Hughes. Did anybody ever call you Earl the Pearl? Yeah, I get called all kinds of things. Just don't call me late for dinner. That's me, baby. <laughs> Unless you're serving the liver, then I'm going to have to... Oh, afraid. no, man. I'm a, I love liver and onions. Oh, man. God. I can't, I can't stand it. I mean, I'll eat it. Okay. Let's say I'm here. I'm locked in with you guys in a storm. And that. what are y'all making? Liver and onions. Oh, man. Don't you have some Cheetos or something? I just never could take it. I oh, do yeah. like liver cheese, yeah. but I can't do calf's liver. I, yeah, I, I like that. So. You don't cover it with ketchup, though, do uh, you? No, no, no. Just a plain old gravy and liver and onions. No, I may try it again. My friend Randy, the chef, says, oh, no, you don't know it's good. I'm going, I know a lot of things that are good, and so far that ain't. Uh, so, okay, so we've been talking about getting prepped to get out of Dodge and uh, how to get out of here and, and that the parish will gladly provide you transportation up to a safe place and bring you back. Let's talk about coming back. What can people, okay, what did people see when they came back from Ida. I mean, it was, it was a mess. Uh, I know that there were a lot of people way farther down the bayou that uh, we have actually, at the food bank, uh, we have actually found uh, and fixed up a flatbed with one of those donkey uh, uh, forklifts. So we could put like eight to 10 pallets on the back of that thing and, and go farther down than we could go with our big box truck because it was so tall. Right. So I mean, that's, Ida has changed the way we do things at the food bank, and we're we're doing our prep. We'll be ready for it. But what what you know? What are people uh, expecting when they come back? Are they all praying their house is not destroyed? And you know, well, you know, uh, on these major storms like this, uh, people need to need to expect to be without electricity and water for thirty days. Uh, and we saw that for Ida. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, people, you know. People complaining that certain areas get electricity before other areas, and you know why is that? Well, you know everything. You know the, the line comes in, and then you got to feed it from that line to the next line to yeah. the next line to the next line, uh, and, and that's the way the grid. They try to they try to do. I know of hospitals and government buildings are usually the first ones to get lit back up. You know, yeah, there's a priority on, mm-hmm. on, on infrastructure that needs to be up and running. I've always told everybody the electrical system should be first, uh, the second should be water, and the third probably is sewage. You don't need your sewer if your water ain't working. True, but you don't need electricity to live, you need water. I can't make water without electricity. Very true. Okay, so even though that's the priority, what happens is, is all of those systems are working together to try to get it all running at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, but... You know, residents need to expect to be without electricity for 30 days and in water without 30 days on these major storms. Uh, so you need to prep yourself for that. If you're out of town and you're coming back in, okay, then you need to make sure you bring enough supplies in to take care of yourself. That's for why you days. need to pull that ATM money okay. out. Well, you know, coming um, back in, yeah. the other thing is, is fuel. We had a fuel issue. Uh, we're going to try to fix that the best we can, but you know we're at the mercy of the other refineries for that. So with, with 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 the way the storm was coming in, especially on that Friday night, those refineries close to us were shutting down. 
Yeah. Okay. They were they were you know trying to get the refineries. Well, the rigs were shutting, shutting down. down. So you know, gas is always going to be an issue. So if you've evacuated, you need to make sure you can bring you some gas back to run your generator. You know, uh, mm-hmm. and, and you need fuel for your vehicles. And you know, our gas stations aren't up and running yet. They don't have electricity. Not yeah. all of them have generators. And so so we, we saw that. Okay. Um, so. You know, if you're coming back, you need to bring some food back. You need to make sure you have enough food to last you for 30 days. Or, and, and reasonable okay. food. You can't live I, on I mean, peanut butter crackers. Well, and, you, know, you, know, you can't you, live on Vienna sausage. You know, Although I love Vienna sausage. You know, we the, the, the state's going to provide uh, MREs, meals ready to eat. Um, but you can't live on those. Well, I mean. You, you, gotta, can, you don't have an option, but the bottom line is gotta, it's not gotta, healthy to eat that stuff for a week. You got to do what you got to do. Yes, very okay. true. And you gotta you got to learn. Take care of yourself. Let me ask okay. you this. You're talking about water. Um, okay. Uh, I live in a, within a municipality. So I can't really call up somebody to drill me a water well. They just won't let me. But if I live out in the boonies someplace, a lot of these people, do they have septic systems? Or is it is sewage all over the parish? Or can I, can I call somebody up and, and, and dig me a... You know, have me a water well so that I got a hand pump and I can get water in case electricity is going out. The only issue with the water is here, the reason why we don't have a lot of water wells here is because our chlorides are too high in the, in the, in the uh, groundwater. Oh, okay. okay so it ain't healthy to drink. It ain't like you on the North Shore where everybody yeah. has a water well. Well, I was okay. remembering on the, uh, so, yeah, I don't live on the okay. North Shore, but I, so, live, I grew up in Gonzales. So you can use that water for for others, you know, to flush the toilet or I yeah. don't know if you want to bathe in it, but you can use it to flush the toilet and... But you can't, it's not drinkable. The chlorides are too high in it. So that's why we don't have water wells anywhere. So, and uh, drawing water uh, out of the bayou. If you live in an area that has parish sewer, by state law, you have to be connected to the sewer system. If there's sewer system, okay. you, you don't have right. an option. If not, then you have to put in your own sewer system. Uh, the, typically, uh, you have to have a discharge into a ditch, usually here, because our water table is so high, a drain field doesn't work. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, so that's why you need to make sure you have your own water. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we have five cases of water, you know, usually at a time at my house. They don't go bad. I have a Berkey. Okay. And just, you know what that is? No. It's the same type of thing that they send like the Red Cross or, or agencies send to like, you know, third world countries and they can dump just the nastiest water in there, and the water that comes out is gonna be pure. Right. Now, the dirtier the water, the more often you have to clean the filters, and you have to clean the filters with the clean water that you do. But that's what we do. We have, you know, we'll, we'll put uh, uh, tap water in there and get all the, the gradu that keeps the little cooties dead in there and, and drink much cleaner water. But I can use a, uh, an, an air, like a dehumidifier, and dump that water in there. You know, well, got you, electricity. And what happened after the storm? We had a lot of areas that didn't have water, and then they would get yeah. the water back up and running, and it'll be under a boil water effect until they get the results back. But you can pull the tap water, and you can boil it, and, and make it safe for for consumption. But uh, yeah, like I tell everyone else, you know, if you stock up water at your home and water bottles, water. I mean, you can get forty bottles of water for five bucks. Yeah, okay. don't put it in the sun though. So. Uh, you know, uh, well, if you put it in the sun, you're going to drink it anyway. You are, but so, I mean, that's, you never know what they, Everybody worries about the heat affecting the water in these plastic bottles. Well, I hate to tell y'all, but they ship these things in a non-air-conditioned container yeah. all over the country. 
So yeah, oh uh, yeah, it's not like I'm gonna turn it down. I so, just prefer not to have it. Uh, like that. But but you know, you just you need if you've been through Ida, you know what you need for the next storm. Mm -hmm. Nobody needs to tell you what you, you didn't go. have. Yeah. Okay. So you should be thinking about how are you gonna obtain those things in the event that we have another storm. I hope, to be honest with you, I hope we don't have one for another fifty years. If yeah, because I ain't gonna be here. But anyway. But but let me um, ask you this: Do you think if everybody went through Ida and they know what they need to do to prep, do you and they do that? Do you think it's gonna make people not evacuate when you think they should? Uh, all of these things doesn't save your life. Okay, it's just to sustain you when you get back. Okay, and the most important thing, and you know, we talked about that in the past. A lot of houses have been raised down the bayou, mm -hmm. and we have a nice levee system and all of that. Those things are to protect property, not life. Yeah. The levee system and the raising of your homes is to protect property, not your life. So even though the levee's there, uh, you know, I tell these people their houses are raised. If that house catches on fire for some reason, you ain't gonna make it. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. Okay. So. And uh, a lot of things can. Yeah, I mean, lightning is all over the place in a hurricane. You never know what it's gonna hit. Or a so, tree falling to your your, your facility, you know, your house or your. While there's uh, still electricity and bust something and there's uh, sparks. You it's, just don't and nobody know. likes the electricity to be turned off because they want it on as long as possible. So usually, typically, what happens is the electrical system trips itself off. Yeah. Uh, as the as the you know lines start falling and everything, but uh, you know people. If you went through Hurricane Ida, you know what you need for the next storm, and you should be prepping yourself for that for the next storm. Yeah, but you can't bring 30 days worth of food and water with you to Monroe. That's going to have something you're going to have to stash at home or pick it up and bring it back in. You can't bring that on the buses. Right, yeah, won't you be any can't room. bring it to the to the to the shelter, but you can't. You know, I mean, I wouldn't bring the five cases of water I have with me, but I'd leave it at home, and if my home survives, at least I have the water. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, these prep uh, things, your your tarps and everything else, put it in. It's like wait, wait, run to the run to the center of the house in case a tornado's coming. Put all that stuff in the center right. of your house. Right. And, right. and you know, it's just and people need to understand it, it takes at least seventy two hours for the commodities to come in, which is the ice and the MREs and the tarps. You know, it takes a while for that to come in. It's just not we don't store it here because mm -hmm. if the building gets damaged. Yeah. And we lose all the commodities. Well, it's like all the all the electric companies. You'll see them parking their car, uh, their their trucks to fix stuff way away, closer right. than where they are. But they're right. lined up and parked someplace else. I mean, right. they always park in a big Rouse's parking lot in Metairie. I mean, they right. rest assured, unless the storm is heading straight for Metairie, right. they're going to park about 40, 50 trucks there. And it takes a while to set up what we call these pods. I got we got to make sure it, it's the place is large enough to handle the crowds that you're going to have, mm -hmm. that the, the traffic can flow through those areas. Is it large enough for us to drop off 18 wheelers in those areas of these commodities? If not, how do we get the commodities to those places that can't accept the 18 wheelers? Yeah. So, because people are looking at right now, well, you can bring it over here. Yeah, but if there's two trees down over the road, we ain't gonna be able to go there. That's right. So we have pre-positioned -pre pod sites that you know, like we use for Ida. If they're too damaged, we can't use the facilities. So it it, it takes a little while to get adjusted to get those commodities to where they need to go. And the other thing you don't want to happen is when you're giving out commodities is you don't want to run out. No. Okay, if I only have two pallets and I go put those out somewhere, the people that get there first are gonna be happy because they got it. But if I don't have anything to backfill it with, 
I'm going to have a lot of people that's not going to be happy. No. So we need to make sure that we have the supplies coming in in order to be able to, to give everybody what they need. Right. And that's why I tell people, excuse me, that's why I tell people they need to be prepared to take care of themselves for at least 72 hours. All right. We're going to step away and come back. We're talking about coming back from the storm and what to expect, what you need to do. Talking with Earl Hughes, the EOC director here in Terrebonne Parish. Stick around. Spot here with a word to the wise for all you Chalmations. ABC Titles just opened up a scary fast office at 8400 West Judge Perez. Mosey on over to their newest location because they'll have you in and out in less than 30 minutes. That's scary fast. Go to abctitle.com for more scary fast news. Uh-oh, that doesn't sound too good. You better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the home team advantage. You called home team elevation at 504-301-1222 and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. What about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the home team advantage by calling 504-301-1222 or go to hometeamelevation.com. Spot here, so you're putting something in your trunk and you notice your license plate sticker says 2019. 2019? What are you going to do? Well, the first thing is you count your lucky stars you haven't been pulled over. And the second thing is you call ABC Title because they can print you a new sticker and registration in less than 30 minutes. Go to abctitle.com to find the scary fast office nearest you. Then bring your driver's license and proof of insurance and bada bing, ABC Title's on the job. ABC Title is scary fast. And we're back talking to Earl Hughes, uh, talking about storm prep, storm evacuations, and storm returns. And we're into the return section right here. Where do you send your family? Uh, I have uh, uh, my uh, son lives in Covington, so my wife will go there if it's not headed toward that way. Uh, I have a sister that lives in Katy, Texas also. So, so you can go, yeah. Either good. way they go. And uh, if I wasn't in this business, I'd leave too. Tell everybody I'll take a hurricane. <laughs> okay. Well, but you, unfortunately you can't. Neither can I. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I got to take care of my family, then come back over here, and I'll be uh, embedded with you guys trying to take care of the stragglers and see what we do about feeding first responders, especially after the storm has come and gone. So we're talking again about uh, after the aftermath, and you just said point blank, you need to be able to care for yourself with no help for 72 hours. Now, that's also assuming that a big tree hasn't fallen on your home. Uh, I mean, say, okay, I've got a week's worth of stuff stashed in the center of my house and a big tree fell on that. I'm assuming that you're gonna say, don't go into that building because you don't know how safe it is, but I mean, at somebody, it's my call. It's yeah, my sure. house and my stuff. That's correct. Um, you, you know, that's why we're asking you to evacuate so you don't have to take care of yourself for 72 hours. Yeah. Okay. But well, what if I come back? But when you come back, well, hopefully when you come back, we have the pod set up and everything up and mm -hmm. running and, you know, things are, you know, the roads are cleared that you can get to your house. Uh, there's no guarantee. No. The parish has a re-entry program uh, that's instituted by our office. Uh, it's at the discretion of the parish president whether he wants to use the reentry program. Or what is that? What does that entail? So basically, and it's it's not for residents; it's for commercial entities to register uh, to come back and check on their facilities. And uh, so, if somebody owns like a, a gas convenience store, right. that's that's pretty high on the and list. They're all tiered. There's a tier one, two, and a three, uh, and, and you know, depending on what industry you're in, uh, is is how you're tiered. 
Uh, we know all the emergency services, uh, you know, that people need, banks, pharmacies, grocery stores, uh, gas stations, those type things need to be, be brought in immediately. So uh, they typically come in as a tier one, tier two. Um, and then, um, but, and they have to register every year and then they have to sign a waiver, or not really a waiver, but a certificate of authority given that business owner gives authority to these three or four people to, to have a reentry pass, uh, which consists of a mm -hmm. placard uh, that we send out and you know they can show it on their phone as long as the placket matches your driver's license in your picture uh, and your driver's license number then you're allowed entry uh, if we if and when the parish president requests that we set up the re-entry program and so, when when are when are okay so tier three I'm assuming are residents the tier three are residents or, or businesses that aren't uh, needed for recovery Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, so, uh, but like I said, it, it's at the discretion of the parish president to implement uh, that reentry program at the time of that disaster. Okay. What would you prefer? Just people not come until you say it's okay? Well, uh, on a safety issue, okay, uh, and a health issue, uh, you know, my suggestion, you know, is that, hey, guys, let, let's make sure it's safe for people to come back in and then make that determination. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, a, you know, like I said, it's up to the discretion of the parish president uh, who usually consults with the, with the sheriff uh, to make that determination. There's well, I a, imagine there's, there's a round a, table that y'all sit down and make this yeah, call. There's a lot, of, there's a lot of, of things that need to be you know, made. First of all, on the reentry system, uh, you're not allowed to bring your family back because we don't have shelters open here. Yeah. So if you get to your house and it's, it's damaged and it, you don't gave up your hotel. So you basically like, I would get to come in, check out my house and then get out. That's correct. Okay. okay. Uh, but what will happen is you gave up your hotel in Jackson, Mississippi. You came here, your house is destroyed. You have no place to go back to. We have no services here. Yeah. There's no shelters open. So they should okay. come from, they should keep their hotel in Jackson drive all the way down when it's when you decide you're going to let people in just so they can evaluate right. their property right and you know it's and it's, when, what did they do it like okay you know what Chauvin's tore up uh dulac's not too bad so dulac people can come back tomorrow right. that kind of deal i mean but that you know look you know and i understand a home is a man's castle okay and he wants to see his house uh, you know, and, and see what kind of shape it's in, if there's any damages, to try to fix those damages if possible uh, and, and try to, to cause any other damage. But what people really don't realize is, you know, if I don't have a functional hospital yeah, and you climb that roof and you fall off, I have no place to bring you. Yeah. No, okay. you know, can't fix a chainsaw cut and things uh, like that. And, and that's typically what happens. A lot of it, what happens is, is what we call indirect deaths. From hurricanes, mm -hmm. heart attacks, the stress of yeah, okay. uh, those things we cannot provide care for when we have damaged hospitals, uh, and, and those are the things you got to think about. You know, if you're on oxygen and you don't have electricity, there's no way for you to plug in your uh, your mm -hmm. oxygen generator unless you have a generator. Y'all had a mass okay. unit here after so, Ida, though. Well, it's called a DMAT, uh, pretty much. Uh, it was at Terrebonne General uh, mm -hmm. to to do. Uh, more emergency work that, than what could have been done at the emergency room at the hospital. In other words, you needed some more extensive emergency, but you were transferred out, though. It wasn't, you didn't stay yeah. in there. 
but those are some of the things to consider. My biggest fear is electricity. Uh, we all think the lines are off and everything's not powered, but um, you know, my, my biggest fear is, you know, in the old subdivisions here in Terrebonne Parish, we have a lot of chain link fences. Uh, if there's a power line down, five houses down, you yeah. won't see it. Yeah. And if you go back and either you or you let your children go in the backyard and somebody touches that chain link fence. Which goes. They're going to be electrocuted. Yeah. And so, it, you know, there's a lot of down lines down and you should, you know, down lines are like a, like, like a gun. You should always think that it's hot or it's loaded. Yeah. Okay. And also you so, got people who are putting up their, their generators. They, they've been stashing gas and things like that. And they'll hook their generator straight into their box. They should not do that. You well, need a switcher. You should have a switch, and a lot of people don't. And I tell people if they don't, you know, if they're going to hook it directly into their house, they need to turn the main off on, mm-hmm. the, on their, um, their electrical boxes so that you don't uh, uh, send a, what I think they call it a backload. Yeah, because somebody will be up on that pole working on a backload of it. That's right. You can, alignment can get electrocuted from that. So um, just, you know, listen to the media. Uh, we'll let you know when it's safe to come back in and when, when the roads are back open. I also tell people the quicker, the faster we let people in, the more traffic that the yeah. linemen have to worry about to get the electricity back and restored. And, and again, I want to say this, too, because of experience in past storms. They have a set alignment do and cable workers do, and they have a set schedule of what does goes first. So don't go out and lay down in the road in front of a lineman's truck because he can't turn your stuff on till he goes over there. Right. Right. And they know they have a they have a, a priority in, 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 a, in a, a, a designed way to put the electricity on in every neighborhood and every place. And, uh, we do tell people, though, that if their neighbors have electricity and they don't, to please call because uh, mm-hmm. there's something wrong. Or they're, they're okay. on a different uh, different uh, set of electricity. They could be. Um, but, you know, if you hadn't had electricity and you see all your neighbors have electricity, especially like your adjacent neighbor. Yeah. Okay? Um, but it's funny. We're at my house. My next door neighbor, if the power go, their power may go out and mine will be on. Right. Yeah, and I'm, they got their power is underground and mine is up in the air. Right. I don't know. I so, don't. To, so to come back to the parish, just you know, listen to the to the news media, stay tuned to social media, uh, and find you know you know we'll let you know. Uh, everybody uh, should y'all have a Facebook page that everybody should friend. Right, right. Yeah. It's uh, terrible parish office of Homeland Security Emergency Preparedness. We also are on Twitter. Uh, you know, like I said, we have our own app, and we, we try to get the information out to as many people. We have a PIO that sits in here all day pushing out information. We have two people working on the social media. So we do try to get the information out. But uh, they need if you're coming back into Paris, be very careful. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and be expecting delays. Expect not having gasoline. Yeah. Uh, get ready for all the flat tires. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, and you get a lot of that. Uh, get one know, of them tire fixing kits if yeah. you can figure out how to do um, it. Just be careful if you're going to eat stuff out of your refrigerator. Uh, you know, some places it defrost. And then. You know what I learned is, is I, I take everything in my freezer and put it in a big garbage bag yep. and stick it in. And then I put a bowl with ice cubes in it. 
yeah. and put it in there and leave it alone. And if I come back and the ice has melted and then refrozen, well, I know how long the juice was out and the whole bag goes into the garbage. Right. And some people will uh, freeze a cup of ice and then put a quarter on top of it. If it defrosts, the quarter goes down to the bottom. Oh, that's and then, smart. And that's even smaller. And, cup. and then when it refreezes, you look at it and say, oh, the quarter's at the bottom. When you know it defrosted and froze back. Yeah. So, uh, but the bag thing is a good idea because everything's in there. If it defrosts and it leaks, you just move the bag and bring it to the garbage. Whereas if you don't do that, typically you're gonna move that whole refrigerator. Move the whole refrigerator because yeah. it's hard to get it cleaned again. Yeah. But uh, I just ask that, that residents have some patience. It takes a little while to get the electricity restored. Yeah. It takes a little while to get the water back up and running. It, it takes a while to get the infrastructure. I mean, you just had a hurricane. Yeah. Well, they need to use Ida as a learning experience. That's correct. It, this parish got hammered. Y'all saw what happened. You saw what's capable. Probably not that bad, but it could certainly be worse. Right. And you just you use your common sense and get out of the way of the people who are going to try to fix it so you can get back home. And every storm is different. Yep. Okay. Uh, we, I never try to say it's just a tropical storm. If you ask the people in Houston what tropical storm Allison did to them, they will not tell you it was just a tropical storm. No. It hung over Houston for a couple of days. Harvey dropped, was a it mess. Dropped a tremendous Tons amount of, of rainfall, rain. flooded a lot of areas. Uh, that is what can happen with a tropical storm. So mm -hmm. people need to be ready for any type of tropical system. You also need to know, so, and that's something I learned, but. A lot of the deaths that happen because of a hurricane happen inland because it's dumping water all up there. So don't be in too big of a hurry to get back to let the rains pass you because you get streets flooded all the time. Lots of drownings. Lots of drownings. Lots like of that. drownings uh, due to inland flooding oh. and hurricanes. Earl, this has been an interesting and actually pleasant conversation. It's the longest conversation I've had with you yet. But, uh, you know, I hope, uh, I hope all we have to do is talk about this and not ever have to go through it again. But I well, appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you uh, get, helping us getting the message out. Well, we will be there. All right. So wrapping it up here on the TCU podcast right after this. Spud here, the scary fast folks at ABC Title have returned to St. Charles Parish. They at 100 Melanie Street in Boutique, just down from the hardware store. Get all your car title business taken care of scary fast. Go to abctitle.com for directions and more.